The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness. Welcome every single mom out there and some dads and kids and pets who listen as well. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom where we encourage moms because sometimes the rest of the world forgets to remind you of how important you are in that role. Uh, We try to focus on your amazing value and remind you of that. Okay, so what a treat we have for you today. Many years ago, I interviewed her mom and her dad and one of her sisters. She is best known as being the daughter of the famous Duggar family of TV's 19 Kids and Counting. Early on, this large family seemed to be picture perfect. But now Ginger Duggar is opening up about some of her past pain. Today in the Channel Mom house, we've got Ginger Duggar Volo here to reveal how she was freed from fear and false religious teachings. Some surprising revelations and inspiration for moms from Ginger Duggar Volo coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. Do you know someone feeling scared as they face an unintended pregnancy? For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice, letting them know they're not alone. We offer advocacy, resources, and mentoring to bring them beyond their fearful situation to a hopeful path forward. Your generous support of Alternatives helps change lives with a one-time donation or monthly sponsorship, providing counseling, medical care, and education. Give today at You Have alternatives.org channel mom with jenny dean schmidt hey welcome back everybody thank you jim for all of your patience and all you've done today producer jim at the controls and a quick mom market shout out to our moms across the country i'm so grateful for our mamas who listen all over the place including salem oregon also in oklahoma and texas omaha and lincoln nebraska little rock springfield illinois colorado springs idaho and right here in denver and plus our loyal podcast listeners we're trying to grow our podcast so please tell people that channel mom is on podcast on platforms you know all the platforms i guess well most of them (laughs) spotify there are too many spotify audible apple google podcasts uh you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and remind your mom friends to subscribe. Also, do check out our friends at youhavealternatives.org. Youhavealternatives.org. They have such a compassionate approach to women who are struggling with a pregnancy. It's just beautiful what they do. They don't judge, and I just love what they do. So, all right. 
Um, I'm not going to pitch my book because I want to pitch her book. <laughs> um, and maybe I will at the very end of the show. I'm almost emotional about this interview because I did – I was just telling her uh, I did interview her mom years ago when Channel Mom was very small and her sweet mom was so gracious. We prayed together. I think she said she was in her bathroom, bathrobe in her bedroom. And I said, hey, you know, would you do an interview? And she did. And then I interviewed her dad and her sister. And I'll tell you what, no person, no family is perfect. But this family is who they say they are. They love God. They want to serve others. They want to make the world a better place. They love family. I'm talking about the Duggar family of 19 kids and counting. And I'm talking about Ginger Duggar, who's here with us today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She, you know, she, you probably know this. She grew up on TV. Yet their family did not watch TV. That's the interesting thing. From the age of 10 until 27, she appeared on her family's hit TLC TV show is a reality series called 19 Kids and Counting and then on Counting On. And at her young age, she's kind of a prolific author. She's written a couple of maybe three books now, The Hope We Hold and a children's book, You Can Shine So Bright. She also has her new book, and that is why we have her here today. It's called Becoming Free Indeed, My Story of Disentangling Faith from Fear. Ginger Duggar Volo, welcome to Channel Mom, my dear. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. Yeah, it's a pleasure I'm, to be with you. Good. I'm glad to have you. Um, I want to be kind of rapid fire with what we do in this interview today because you have so many things that I think are going to help moms and their kids because you have some of the typical issues, you know, the struggle with faith, the struggle with fear, the, the struggle with an eating disorder and, and what people thought of you and the things that you, the lengths you would go to because of you were concerned about what people thought of you. You have such a story. But let's start out with this. In writing the book, Becoming Free Indeed, and deciding to come out about the pastor that you had growing up and, and some of the things he did and said that you later decided you didn't agree with, but that didn't mean you dropped your faith. I think a lot of women are going to identify with what you share today. But you say that this writing this book was the hardest thing you've ever done. I mean, you and I have both given birth. <laughs> it was. Mm, yeah. Tell me about why this was the hardest thing. Yeah, Jenny, it's interesting. I think as many people can relate to, maybe you grew up in a system that there was a teacher who really claimed to have an element on truth. Um, but it, or he claimed to speak for God, but really didn't. I think it can be confusing for kids who are raised in that system. I know it was for me. Um, my parents did point me to Jesus, and they had um, pointed me to the gospel at an early age, sharing with me that Jesus died for my sins, and that was such a beautiful thing to know. Yeah. And I had a happy childhood, and I was so grateful for how my parents invested in me. And it, it, it's just so sad, though, that this teacher, Bill Gothard, came on the scene and started to teach things that weren't in the Bible, and he promised parents a guarantee for their kids' success. So that's how a lot of parents' um, well-intentioned uh, got, got wrapped up in this teaching. Yeah. And like you said, I, I didn't, you know, throw away my faith whenever I realized, oh, these teachings aren't based in Scripture. They aren't based in the Bible. It was just, I realized, oh, wow, I need to examine everything I hear according to the Bible. And when it's not true, it's not found in the Word of God, then I want to change my life according, to live according to the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I want to I go back to something before we dive a little bit more into what 
the pastor, Bill Gothard, who was pretty well known, um, and then later, you know, fell from grace. And uh, I just want to talk about what he taught and what you had to turn away from and how you found a new faith, you know, the same faith that that um, is the faith of Jesus, but you had to, to tweak some things and, and you had to let go of fear. And so we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to say, you open up the book talking about how you lived a fishbowl life. That there your family was on reality TV. And as somebody who used to do TV, I, I worry about the inside of the screen versus the outside of the screen and, and the way in which we're influenced by what's going on inside of the screen that isn't necessarily what we think it is. Um, and it makes it very hard for the people on the inside of the screen, which is what your family was. And you talk about that fishbowl life. And you say, you never watched TV, but one of the first movies you watched was The Truman Show, all about a guy who was the subject of reality TV, unbeknownst to him initially. They were just using him sort of as a pawn. And so you watched that movie and thought, you turned to your husband and said, this is my life. So I wanted to play a quick clip from The Truman Show. Who are you? I am the creator of a television show that gives hope and joy and inspiration to millions. to me, Truman. There's no more truth out there than there is in the world I created for you. Yeah, that false world in some ways. Mm-hmm. And and your parents, I'm, I'm going to get to a soundbite from them as well, because in the interview that I did with them, they talked about the pressure and, and that, that occurs when when everybody's watching your life on TV. And it, and it is unreal in some ways, even though it's reality TV. So quick soundbite from your parents, and then we're going to get to your feelings about all of this. Well, first off, I say it's not the spotlight. Um, when God called us into politics, we felt like it was a microscope back then, and it was. It, it was God prepared us ahead of time by being in politics because it's an ugly place to be when you're getting involved in people's lives and making decisions for them, right. helping and we, encourage. And we felt like we had to give our reputation to God, not worry about what other people think of us, but our goal is to please God right. and hopefully instill that in our children. And that gives you a boldness, though, to be able to boldly proclaim God's principles to a world that's kind of lost its moral compass. And he refers to God's principles there. And, and so we're going to get to principles in just a second. But but what about that? This is my opportunity to tell people and all the moms who are listening who watch television, their children watch their screens, you know, and, and what it feels like and, and how you view the world based on the fact that you were sort of trapped in that screen. People made assumptions about you, et cetera, et cetera. And then you had to come out of that screen and, and admit what was going on behind the scenes. So So tell mm-hmm. me about that. Yeah, it's it's very interesting when you are on TV because, um, especially on a reality show where you're not acting, um, you're living your life and people are almost making, they almost want you to make certain decisions. You feel this pressure of, hmm, like people had a forum about me called Free Ginger where they thought Ginger needs to be free from her life. So um, they would hope that I would run away from my family, rebel, move to the big city, and that just wasn't the case. But that type of pressure, they're hoping I'm going to make this certain decision. Yeah. That that definitely, um, you think about that, I kind of would look at that and say, oh, that's interesting that they're even taking notice or they even care. Um, but 
yeah, growing up in a fishbowl is such a such an interesting thing. And so on the show, what you would see, I would say like our lives really, I had such a happy childhood. And then at the same time, I would wrestle with inner fear and really crippling anxiety because I thought I didn't know what God expected of me because if I followed these teachings that Bill Gossard said, he would say, you know, do all these man-made rules, like, you know, only wear shirts and dresses, don't listen to music with drums, um, only do courtship, don't go into debt, don't eat pork, like all these rules that he would say I needed to follow to be pleasing to God. I tried to live my life as strictly according to that as I could. And yet I was terrified with fear thinking, is this, you know, like what, what's left up to me? Like, do I need to live by my feelings? Like, I feel like maybe God wants me to stay home, go play a sport with my siblings. What if, what if he doesn't want me to go? And I, I, I go anyways. And get so hey, you're, just a second, Ginger, I'm going to interrupt you. Your sound got so much better. So whatever you just did, we were, it was kind of okay. muffled. So stay where oh, you sorry. are. So I'm sorry to interrupt that. I, I do, I do want to say this though, as you're telling the story. I want people to understand, Bill Gothard, pretty famous preacher, was the man that you went to church for. You know, you're, that, that well, was the bad, right. Yeah, so Bill Gothard was a man who, in the 60s and 70s, came on the scene offering parents the answers to all of life's problems for uh-huh. your family, yeah. and he guaranteed your family success. So he wasn't my pastor, but we would go to all of his conferences, and um, I knew and we go to his girls' retreats and ministry um, events. And so uh, we're very closely related with him. Yeah, okay. But we followed his teachings. Um, we would watch his teachings a lot of times almost every week. And we were very devout in his teachings and, and followers of Bill Gothard. And he had seven principles. We don't need to go into all of them. But some things came out of that. Like you were just repeating, and, and I'm not sure everybody heard because your voice was a little muffled. He would say things like you couldn't wear jeans. You could only wear dresses or skirts. You couldn't listen to music with drums. Girls had to live or women had to live under their father's household until they got married. So they couldn't move out. I mean, are there other things that people should know that he taught? Right. Yeah. He would say you need to not go into debt um, or to bring God's judgment on you. But then it was more than that. Then he, he would say at times he sadly put guilt on um, a mother who lost her two sons and husband at sea. He, he shared a story of a pastor who walked into her home and said, oh, well, he's like, why did they die at sea? And he said, it's because you have this picture of a, a sailboat on your um, on your wall. And she was like, what does that have to do with it? He said, well, it's your fault that they died because of this picture. So it was very superstitious and it was very fear-based and it wasn't in the true nature of who God is. As his children, he's very clear about what is right and what is wrong, but that's found in the word of God. It's not found in this feeling of, oh, maybe this is wrong to have this picture of a boat that was totally wholesome on your wall. It was just, that's the type of thing you became afraid of everything around you because you didn't know what God would be pleased with or displeased with. And you went to anxiety and I just want to make you feel at home here. I, I've struggled with anxiety my whole life. And I, mm-hmm. and I cannot imagine if somebody was saying, these are the rules of God. And if you don't follow them, something bad's going to happen. 
um, and God's going to judge you. And so I want to talk about very quickly kind of how where that fear and anxiety went and then in your adulthood how you figured out how to disentangle it you say mm-hmm. i'm not going to deconstruct my faith you're very clear mm-hmm. in your title about that you say the book is called becoming free indeed my story of disentangling faith from fear not throwing away your faith so just give us a glimpse into to the fear that you had that led to eating disorders and worried about what everybody thought of you T- talk about that fear that you were dealing with as a as a teenager Right. So I fell into such fear because like that, I was trying to decide, okay, what is God going to be pleased with? What is he displeased with? Bill Gothard would even say, if you follow these principles, your life will be a success. And if you don't, then your life will be one disaster after another. So that's how I viewed all of life. I thought, okay, my life is going to be a disaster if I accidentally step outside of a box I didn't know God had for me. So Mm -hmm. It was that type of fear. It led me to, yeah, I remember as a young teen wrestling with an eating disorder, and my sweet mom helped me walk through that as she had some of the similar struggles she'd share publicly with an eating disorder when she was young. And that kind of fear really ruled my life, and it was so sad because I thought um, that I had to determine that day by my feelings what God would be pleased with or displeased with. And the way I was able to come out of that was whenever I saw, I examined Bill Gothard's teaching according to the Bible, and I just opened my Bible, and my sweet husband now, he wasn't my husband at that time, he would listen to some of these teachings alongside me of Bill Gothard's and just say, wait, did you hear what he said? Bill Gothard said this, and he said it was in the Bible. Is that in the Bible? And then it just challenged me to think for myself and to examine the Word of God. And I realized a lot of these things were made in man-made traditions or man-made opinions. They were not based in the Bible. Um, And so it really was freeing because I saw, I began to see God as kind and loving Savior who has his arms stretched out open to his children. And in our weakness, he draws near to us. And we don't have to be putting up this front of someone that we are feeling like we have to perform for God to gain his favor because that's not how God operates. He comes to us in our weakness and brokenness and is there um, to to comfort and um, to, to rescue us as our Savior. So that was the beauty that I began to see, and I was saddened by the deconstruction movement around people tearing their face down to the studs, never to build it up again. And I said, that broke my heart. And that's why I wanted to share my story in hopes that it would help one person who is wrestling with all of this. Yeah. And I, I thank you for your honesty. And, and, and it's, you know, beautifully raw the way that you write about it. I'm, I'm curious, as a mama of two sweet girls, four years old and two mm-hmm. years old, um, how this is translated into the way you are sharing faith as a mother. Because it seems to me that you've been set free from that kind of um, opinion that much of the world has of Christianity, that it's all these rules and you have to be just right and, and, and you earn your way to salvation, which is all the other religions. That is not Christianity. Right. Um, right. God comes to us in love and rescues us. And and so yeah. how have you translated that for your girls? Yeah, I think our girls are still young, as you said, four and two. And I think for them, we just want to share the hope of Christ, the love of Christ, and hopefully exemplify that to them at these young ages, that we'll be the same person at church as we are at home. And for them to see that it's a beautiful thing, that we are designed to know and want to know and love our creator 
And my biggest prayer and hope for my girls is that they would come to know Christ at an early age. And I want to just instill that in them and that even when they fail and they may make decisions that um, as they get older, they'll make different decisions that they would know that Jesus is there um, as their savior if they would turn to him. And so that's what I want to instill in my girls. Yeah, in my book, one of the ladies, one of the moms I interviewed, a woman named Michelle Couchat, she said the best thing you can do for your children is to disciple them, to, to pass on faith to them. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, yeah. and so I, I say an amen to that. All right, I want to get to a couple more questions. I, I, I have prayed about this because I want to I want to couch it in just the right terms so I don't cause you to <laughs> be mad at me. I, I, I think about the fact that Bill Gothard felt from grace and so Mm -hmm. I went to look up you know I googled him and I said okay so what did he do and he was accused of of sexual harassment and he was accused of of, um, forced labor and things like that so he fell from grace but do you know what happened when I googled him your family came up and they said you know Mm -hmm. the the Duggars followed this man and I am not going to go into detail about this but you've also had to deal with scandal in your own family through your brother Mm -hmm. and I think to myself how does Ginger Duggar deal with the fact that the world looks at what happened with Bill Gothard, what, what happened with your brother Josh, and, and judges Christianity and judges large families and judges the, va- the family values that you perpetuate and says, nope, doesn't work. Look what happened. I'm, I'm going to judge them based on these two scandals. And, and so how do you want to defend what you believe in and what your faith is mm-hmm. when, when the whole world wants to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, well, see, they, they, it doesn't work. Like I, I've been dying to ask one of your family members this question. Yes. yes. So I think from my perspective, I see this teaching that Bill Gothard perpetuated. He had this teaching out there saying, just put up this, you know, it's the outward stuff. Like if you have a certain kind of clothes on, you're going to be okay. If you have this, it's going to bring you favor with God. True transformation comes from the inside out when God changes our heart. Whenever I could wear whatever clothes, if I put on a t-shirt as, or I mean, if I put on, um, t-shirt and jeans as opposed to a dress right now it's it's interesting how we could think oh that would make me more spiritual and more uh, right before god it's just not the case our hearts will be changed from within so out of you know whatever's in the heart will come um out and i think sadly that's what happened with phil gossip you see a man who claimed to have all these rules that would keep you from falling into sin and yet he goes and falls into sin and then Sadly, it's so difficult to talk about, but my own brother is now he he would talk about these family values and he would promote stuff. But if your heart from the inside is not changed, it's a mere it's a mere act. Only God can transform our hearts from the inside out, and that's my prayer for my brother. I'm grateful that justice is being served and I pray that the Lord uses us to save his soul. And and so my heart breaks and at the same time I can say, Jimmy, that our only hope is not putting our trust in a man, not in a person, because people will always let us down. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he offers hope of salvation for anyone who will come to him. And that's the beauty, and that's, that's the beauty of the gospel. And that's where my confidence lies, is not in a person or a system or a specific church. It's in the truth of the Bible and in the relationship, in the love I have in fellowship with Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Thank you for being so honest. It's a lot of pressure. 
uh, to be as cute and darling as your mom and that whole your family is so cute and darling but to have the world base what they view how they view christianity uh, be based on your family and you want to step back and say no 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 it's not us and we all have to be redeemed from the inside out so so thank you for saying that i want to Hi. give you i want to give you the last word i want you to tell people how to find your book and i will give a, a couple copies away today if you want to win ginger duggar volo's wonderful book becoming free indeed just email us at info at channelmom.org info at channelmom.org so so your last word as you think about the the example that your mother set and and the faith that you follow and and other girls and women look at you and think wow i I don't know how i could be these things what is your last message about finding faith instead of fear that is true for all the moms listening Mm -hmm. today I would just say it's been an interesting, long, beautiful journey getting to where I am today. And I'm not, I haven't arrived. I'm still in this yes. um, beautiful growing and learning more about Jesus every day and who he really is. And I would say just if you have doubts, fears, questions, run to the word of God and run to the Bible. Call out to Jesus yourself because he will draw near to the brokenhearted and he is a kind and loving and gracious Savior. So run to him. Amen. <laughs> I, I, f- I wish you could be here so I could hug you. How do people find oh. your book? How do how do people find your book, dear? Yeah. And people can find my book at my website, gingerandjeremy.com. That's ginger with a J, yes. J-I-N-G-E-R, and jeremy.com. And um, it'll have the link to wherever books are sold. Wonderful. You are precious. I, I you know, bless you and your family, my friend. And um, thank you so much for being on Channel Mom and Encouraging Moms. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. I'm grateful for her. And I'm grateful for you. This is the time in the show that I remind you that you are important. Sometimes, you know, you've got banana peels on the floor and you're still in your sweats and you haven't showered and you feel like, does anybody notice all the sacrifice and all the good work I put into raising my children well? So God bless you for it. You're impacting the next generation. Hey, check us out at channelmom.org, what we can do for you, how we can help you. You can also donate and help us keep going. God bless you guys. Thanks to Ginger. Have a beautiful weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click Donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.